The entertainment business has been crippled in the age of COVID. Back in March, when we all went into lockdown to try and flatten the curve, one of the first and biggest industry shutdowns came in entertainment. The folks in offices went home to work, but the folks on movie and TV sets went home with no way of continuing their craft. Sure, there's been some attempts at doing shows using video services like Zoom, but pretty much, if you were working with other people face-to-face, -face, you're out of luck. As the numbers have improved, we're seeing production resume with very strict safety requirements. They have a lot of shows living like they're in a bubble of sorts. You could be in an amazing city like New Orleans and never get out to experience it other than to shoot a scene and then head back to the bubble. That's life in the current version of the new normal, as these folks work on creating some of our favorite relief valves. Tiana Chun is a post-production assistant for the NCIS New Orleans TV show on CBS. She graduated from California State University at Long Beach with a BA in Film and Electronic Arts, with an emphasis in editing. Prior to working on NCIS NOLA, she was a post-PA for the Netflix show Julie and the Phantoms. She's currently awaiting return to her job since production's been suddenly shut down due to the pandemic. Hi, Tiana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I am a post-production assistant, and now I'm working on NCIS New Orleans, but we're currently paused. We're planning on going back soon. But I worked on uh, Julie and the Phantoms. That's what I was working on when everything kind of started. Working on NCIS New Orleans, I want you to know that that is probably the show I'm watching the most simply because it's on TNT. Uh, at two o'clock in the morning and when I can't sleep at night, that's what's running in the background. I assume that you work locally here. You're not on location in New Orleans. Yeah, we do post here in like Sherman Oaks. So you ever get to meet the cast? No, because they're all in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> the unglamorous side of uh, TV and movie production, right? Hollywood's done a wonderful job painting this image of how glamorous the movie business <laughs> is, right? But if you stop and think about it, it takes three months to shoot a 90-minute film. And that should, just from a perspective, give you an idea of how unglamorous it can actually be, though it's the best damn work I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah. It's like fun, but it's also like, oh, it's a lot more work than media lets on. <laughs> yeah. So so what's a typical day like for you when you're working? In terms of <laughs> NCIS, I started, let's see, first week of March was my last day working on Julie and the Phantoms on Monday. Then Tuesday, I, in, I got the call to interview for NCIS. And then on Wednesday, I interviewed. And then Thursday, I got a call saying I got the job Friday. Awesome. So then I worked Friday to the next Friday. And that last Friday was um, my last day in the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, did they how much uh, how much had they gotten filmed? Were other people continuing to work remotely after that point in the shutdown or did the show just stop? So <laughs> it was like, oh. Thursday night, I believe, 
we got the call saying that production stopped and we didn't know what that meant for us. We weren't sure if we were going to continue. Um, there were still like two episodes, I believe, two or three that um, we still were going to shoot and one was just starting to shoot. So we were like kind of in the mindset of, okay, well, until they tell us to stop, we're going to finish the episodes we have finished. Right. And those editors are going to work remotely or if they, I think some still went in if they had to. I was also told that we were all going to come back on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Friday I go in and everybody's sad because we're all like, we don't know if we're renewed. We don't know what's happening. All we know is that this got cut a lot shorter than we thought it was going to be. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I know a whole bunch of people who are working in animation and visual effects and they all went on this mad scramble to have to get everybody relocated and working from home, uh, you know, within like a week or two after the shutdown orders came. Like like an editor, the work they're doing requires being pretty close to the content uh, from a technology perspective. Otherwise, you get latency and things that just make it not work well. And they figured out how to do it. So, yeah. When did you, how long have you been out of school? When did you graduate from uh, Cal State Long Beach? I graduated 2019 spring. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you, you were lucky you got out and you landed right into the industry. Yeah, that was, it was a lot faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah. How did you go about finding that first gig? Uh, through just sending a bunch of emails. Okay. <laughs> and the first one I got was my dad's friend the assistant editor that worked on Julian the Phantoms is was the assistant editor of my dad's friend when they worked on Sunny with a Chance okay yeah we we watched we watched that <laughs> show when the kids were young yes i remember yeah <laughs> so like that was pretty cool um i really didn't think i was going to get it cuz the director i was told right off the bat like the director's Kenny Ortega and i was like high school musical <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh my god i'm not gonna get this <laughs> but i think it just worked out that they were i was told that there were two other people and or i was the only one who knew avid and that's why i got it okay and i was like "Ooh." did you get that did you get that training at school yeah i got that training at school and that's also what my dad used ah, so okay. that's what i started on okay does he have does he have an avid set up at home or did he take you to work and let you play? No, he has one set up at home. Nice. Like, Very nice. Little projects on it. <laughs> Very cool. That was Very nice. Cool. Okay. So you're you're getting settled in, you're learning your new job, then the order comes to shut down. What was everybody's reaction when that happened? We were very much throughout the week we were starting, okay, we should start wiping things down. I was like wiping doorknobs all that stuff already and by the end like it was the friday that we were told hey everything's shut down it's really sad in the office yeah we were also just told once you're done doing all your things go home because yeah. we don't want that many people in the office i like remember taking my lunch home because i had finished everything i needed to do by lunch yeah was it a was it a crowded office uh how many people uh, worked in there um, three sets of six people. 
that are the editorial and then maybe like four other people. Okay. Is, is the company that you're working for part of the production company? Is it an independent company that's been hired by the production company to do the editorial work? Are you part of CBS? Um, um, how does that work? I, I believe I'm part of CBS. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Cause I signed all the paperwork through CBS. So okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, and everybody in the, in the shop there was working on the same show or did you have multiple shows going on? Yeah. Everybody was working on the same show. All right. And so, and then the order came and everybody had to pack up and go home. That sucked. Yeah. It wasn't even on Thursday that we said, oh, pack up and go home. It was <laughs> Friday. I was leaving. And I'm like, see you guys Monday. And they're like, yeah, see you Monday. And then yeah. Sunday night we all got that. Yeah. Don't come into the office. Yeah. We can't. Uh, I'm like, oh, shoot. So so it seems like, from, from what I'm seeing on the outside here, that production is starting up again in a lot of areas. Um, any word back on where uh, NCIS NOLA is and whether or not you're going to get recalled back soon? Yes. I uh, recently got the call saying that I should be back next Tuesday, which is exciting. Awesome. That's terrific. Yeah. That's um, that's very exciting. I, yeah, I figured things were picking up when I was getting scripts and not yeah. just outlines, and I was like, okay, things are happening. That's that's cool. I, I know that the um, the industry people, the talent unions, and the producers guild, and the other um, other uh, groups like the DGA and and uh, the Teamsters got together and came up with a twenty one point you know, plan on how to uh, reopen production. And it seems like it's been working so far because you're not hearing, there's been a bunch of uh, movies, especially that have uh, started up again and you're not hearing stories in the news about people getting sick. So hopefully this is good and we can get back to something resembling normal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I saw the article, well, we were sent the article about how um, ideas for the show and we're very much diving into a world of COVID. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Addressing the problem head on instead of being like, oh, it's Pretending not it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Trying to explain to people why all the characters are playing by themselves in scenes or yeah. talking on the phone instead of standing next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. No, that's really good. I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of that in, television we're going to start seeing people addressing the real problem and finding ways to shoot with minimal crews on location and 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 maybe even playing with you know virtual uh production and special effects and green screens and trying to put two people in the same room without actually putting them in the same room so i think that's all great yeah um so what have you started to do to prepare i've been like just making myself like read 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 <laughs> read those scripts, read those outlines. Yeah. But refamiliarize myself with like where all my like folders are located and um how how's life in general going for you um since all of this uh started to happen? Uh life's been pretty crazy. <laughs> Let's see. I started off by being like, okay, I'm going to get myself into a lot more crafts cuz I already do a lot of that. Okay. And then there was a moment where 
my dad lost his job and that kind of threw a wrench in things. And then my grandpa had a stroke sometime and he was getting released from the hospital and he was very much not ready to go home. So we also had the decision of, okay, my grandparents are moving in now. Oh, in the middle, in the middle of all the crazy. Wow. Yeah. He was medically okay to be released. He just wasn't ready to be out on his own, right? Yeah, it's okay. he wouldn't be able to be on his own, and my grandma definitely couldn't take care of him on her own. And they live in a on the second floor. Yeah, so, I get it. I get yeah. it. No, I can I can tell you from my own personal experience that with all the crazy going on in the world, life still continues to go on <laughs> with all of its problems and pains that go along with it. I remember in the beginning, I I was really against having, like, even, like, them or, like, my aunt come over. Because I was like, eh, social distancing. We shouldn't have family over, even if it's family. Yeah. And it happened anyway. And now it's at a point where my aunt will come, like, once a week. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> we need uh, help around here. You, yeah. Uh, I understand. I've been. So I was laid off back in November of last year. And of course, you know, the holidays are always slow. And then the new year started and then that became pandemic. So I've been home for a long time. Yeah. And um, up until fairly recently, I've had no direct human contact other than my family for the same reason, right? I'm not letting anybody into the house that I don't know is kind of certified safe. Um, yeah. and, and only in the last probably month have I, you know, said, okay, I will go and sit six feet apart from you at a coffee shop and, and sit and have a chat. But it's been, it's been a long, hard road. Yeah, it's, it's been really weird seeing people, seeing people I know. Yeah. Because I remember, like, when Animal Crossing first came out, and we we um, go to people's houses, like, in our car and do, like, amiibo things. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was, like after leaving their house like we were outside in the car like the window protecting us and then it was just being like driving home and then texting them when i get home being like i haven't seen another person in like a yeah. month it was nice seeing you <laughs> <laughs> well you know if we all play nice with each other and we wear our masks it will get better right yeah when my grandparents moved in like partially to be like i want to have something to hold on to and do I help um the cafe I used to work at down the street changed ownership and the owner reached out to me and was like hey could you help I don't know how to do any of the barista stuff and like you'll know more about this than I do and you could teach me and we can start this place up and I was like yeah sure I have nothing else to do okay um working in a cafe <laughs> for like a month or two has taught me ah oh, this is why we're still here yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. Re working working in any kind of um customer service function like that teaches you how to how, number one teaches you how hard people actually work in those spaces yeah. and it teaches you humility right because you have to figure out how to deal with all the whack jobs and all the people who aren't so nice and yet not piss them off so that they never come back again, even though you may not yeah. want them to come back. Yeah. That has been the hardest part is seeing somebody come in without a mask and being like, I 
can say something and that might have them stay here longer to argue. Right. Or I can just take the order real quick and have them go outside. Okay. Did it happen? Did that happen a lot? It, it honestly did. And that's what scared me. I started like making myself mess and I would put like filters and filters in there yeah. and I was yeah. just like doing the best I could. Yeah. <laughs> but, is that just a, so what do you think? Is that just a characteristic of the neighborhood we live in? Or is it people are just kind of uh, in denial about what's really going on in the world? I think it's the in denial and the, oh, we've been in quarantine for so long. I just want to go somewhere without a mask. Mm. Like, simply because we would still get the people who would come in and be like, um, it kind of bothers me that that person wasn't wearing a mask. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It bothers me too. <laughs> like, I was reading some history and apparently they had the same problems in the 1917, 1918 Spanish flu pandemic in this country as well. Right. I mean, people refused to wear masks back then too. Um, so who, who, who knows? Who knows what goes on in people's heads? It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's gone to a point where I'm very comfortable wearing my mask. So when people would complain about it, I'm like, either you're wearing the wrong type of mask for your comfortability or like, I'm very comfortable wearing it, that I will go into a store with a mask on and then have a moment of, oh my God, am I wearing my mask? Yeah, no, that's true. I, most people also probably don't think about the fact that there are different kinds of masks and they have different ways of working for you. Because I, I, I went through that too. I bought the cloth ones. And I tried wearing them and I found them to be really stifling. And so I went back to the, you know, the, the ones they'll give you in the doctor's office, the, the paper ones. And I'm fine with those. Though there are days, there are good days and bad days, right? I mean, there's some days where it's like I wear the mask and uh, it's stifling and it makes me really exhausted wearing it for an hour. And then there are days when I can go the entire day and I'm fine with it. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, though. I will wear a mask. I'd wear a face plate and I'd wear rubber gloves for an entire day straight if I could go back into an office and work. Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, so have they told you anything about the precautions that they're putting into place for when you go back to work? I'm pretty sure it's just going to be still working from home because since okay. we can, we might as well. Okay. Um, there's been like talk about getting our stuff back from the offices. Okay. And planning out who goes when and how to get in and yeah. scanning to make sure you're good before you go. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a new yeah. world we live in. <laughs> so what are you looking, what does the next six months look like for you? What are you looking forward to the most? I really don't know. <laughs> I, it's going to look like working from home. I don't know if that means that eventually we'll go back or if they're just going to be as cautious as they can and just have us work from home that entire time. When you're working from home, are you connected to a central system to do the editing work? Are you pulling it down and working on it locally and then sending it back up to a central system so other people can see it as well? How, how did they set you um, up? I don't know what they're doing per se, but I just know that I at least have access to our group Dropbox and that's okay. how I'm getting stuff, but I don't okay. know how... Yeah, I know they put in like all these precautions on because getting hacked or getting information leaked is really 
yeah we don't yeah, we don't try want not to show, do that <laughs> yeah we don't want we don't want the show out on the internet before it goes to air i understand yeah yep. so i know they were putting all these precautions in but i don't know too much about them okay yeah but and and do you do like zoom meetings for you know getting together as a group and and communicating that way um we did yeah just old-fashioned conference calls okay and uh it was watching the episode on our own like somebody would shout out a time code we'd watch put yourself on mute watch until somebody says something and then go to that time code watch it it was really hard to focus there's no shared tool that lets you all watch it in real time together and they wouldn't do it with a video conference kind of system there there'd be a conference call and you'd all be sitting there in front of your edit stations uh, synchronizing manually to the same time code yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> great um it's like as basic as you could get <laughs> yeah yeah i there's i can probably think of a couple dozen better ways to do it but if it works hey that's cool yep <laughs> okay um so what what are the things you're looking forward to the most like when the world goes back yeah yeah i miss concerts and conventions um oh man i had like some concerts lined up that have just been postponed and then yeah. postponed again yep yeah we had uh uh theater tickets a lot of theater tickets this year because um we had like tickets for four different shows this year. Oh. <laughs> all of them canceled. It's like, ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, um, what conferences uh, did you go to? Uh, concert or conference? You said conferences also. Oh, conventions. Yeah, conventions. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, I had gone to ALA, which is in which is uh, Anime Los Angeles, which is in Ontario. Okay. In Los Angeles. Okay. Um, that was in January. <laughs> so unaware <laughs> during yeah. that time yeah we all we all kind of were i mean who knew that it was going to turn into this though oh man yeah no. i i was asking i was asking the question the other day of why is this pandemic different from any other pandemic that's happened not that i've lived through something like this before in my life but back in you know using spanish flu from 1917 as the as the benchmark the world didn't shut down I mean, people got sick, people died. They had the same kind of people fighting over masks and things like that. But somehow or another, it didn't freak the world out to the point where they just shut the economy down and everybody went in their houses. And I don't know whether, you know, our reaction now is more of a, we have more knowledge because it's 100 years later and we've learned things about how this works, or we're scaring ourselves more because we have social media to, to you know, uh, promulgate and, and um, expand the uh, response to it i don't know but it there, there are days when I'm, I'm not i'm not a conspiracy theory kind of guy but there, are but there are days when i wonder whether or not the we may have a little overreacted or what the reason for the overreaction was yeah uh man there's so many theories out there yeah like crazy and not but it's yeah. just like i don't know yeah. And I'm excited to see in the future, looking back, like through textbooks and being like, huh, this is what we didn't know back then. Yeah, this is what we learned from it. 
Well, listen, congratulations on the job, first of all. Yeah, it's a very cool show to be on, and it's a great uh, great credit for your resume. And congratulations on that. You're actually going back to work. That's really exciting. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs>